Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Hello, folks. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Lots going on in the world. Lots of challenges, lots of opportunities for growth. Today, I'd like to talk about something that might be a little foreign for some of us. Um, It's a, a process called relaxation. I say it's foreign for many of us because many of us have on buttons, but the off buttons don't work real well. We live in a society that makes lots of demands on us. Many of us are overstimulated. And moving from one task to another continually. And it keeps us fairly stressed, anxious, tense. It keeps us on the go. Mm -hmm. So relaxation is when we take a break from that movement, that attitude, that way of being, and uh, be still, be still rest, rejuvenate, reflect, reorganize, and attend to ourselves. Relaxation is both a science and an art. And again, in today's society, it really doesn't get much attention doesn't really get much attention. What we do instead, we um, take stimulation breaks that may may produce a little dopamine or the uh, other neurotransmitters, uh, hormones that help us to feel better for a moment But when we do that through stimulation, it's short-lived and the the original stress comes back to a greater degree. I mean, that's the the process so much, so many of us experience with uh, junk food and with uh, sugar, uh, with alcohol. It'll give you a little buzz, it'll give you a little high, but then it drops you even lower. So you have to go back more often and get more in order to feel good some of the time. So it's not a solution. It's not a substitute for relaxation, but it keeps us on the treadmill of always seeking, always trying to be satisfied to some extent externally. And in the process, it actually creates more stress. Mm -hmm. 
more stress. So when we're talking about relaxation, we're talking about breaking, breaking um, the habit of movement. We're talking about being still. We're talking about nurturing the cells. And there's lots of ways to do that. There's lots of ways to do that. One of the ways that's recommended, uh, don't do it right this moment, but turn off the technology. Because <laughs> technology, some of us are so addicted to our phones, you wouldn't think that our phones just really became real popular about 30 years ago, because all of us are so addicted to our phones now. Matter of fact, if I get in my car and I start to drive out to development, and I don't have my phone with me, my car won't even go out of the development. It'll just stop right there until I go get my phone. All I'm saying is that we are very tied to this tech technology. Mm -hmm. um, you know, texting and being online and just being tuned in all the time. And to some extent, that gives us little, little charges. That gives us little... Um, peaks of uh, stimulation, again, from, from the uh, hormones and neurotransmitters and such, but it doesn't help us to relax. Mm -hmm. What might be relaxing? What might be relaxing? Well, again, it can be a lot of activities. Reading can be relaxing, depending on what you're reading. Now, <laughs> if you're reading something that's inspirational, something um, that is um, soothing, that is inspiring, you know, then that may help you to relax. If you're reading about um, who killed who and um, um, new crimes or whatever, not so much. Not so much. One of my favorite ways to relax is um, a hot bath with some little bit of Epsom salt and some, uh, I'll even put candles around and put some music on and just sit there and soak. And the, the hard part is just getting out of the tub because it's just, you know, everything turns off for a minute. Then, then some folks can relax watching movies. Again, the kind of movies, if you're watching the action movies, you know, a lot of killing and chasing and people doing all of this and that, not so much, not so much. But if you're watching something that's more um, calm, that's more fluid, uh, that's more interactive with people, that can be relaxing. And just simple stuff like taking a walk, taking a walk, or being in nature, just being out in nature, you know, out in the grass and the trees with the animals and, you know, such, all of that can be relaxing. And of course, there's, there's music. Music can be relaxing. If it's soothing, if it's calming, if it's rhythmic, that can be really relaxing. Matter of fact, there's old research that says, uh, that was done with plants, and said if you put the plant by the speaker and it's playing um, classical music or, or calm music or soothing music, 
Eventually, the plant will start leaning over toward the speaker. Conversely, if you start playing, um, excuse my language, acid rock or some of the uh, more uh, stimulating music, the plant will lean away from the speaker. And guess what? We are bioorganisms just like the plant. So when it's soothing, when it's reinforcing, when it's rhythmic, you know, because rhythms, good rhythms uh, will re relax us because we're attuned to a main biorhythm that's called the heartbeat. <laughs> the heartbeat as well as circadian rhythms and, and other ones. Um, so if we have some gentle rhythms, that can be relaxing also. So, and then it's more sophisticated things like um, meditation. Meditation is an excellent one because it's about slowing the mind down because that's really what the core of relaxation is. It's slowing the mind down. We're, we're on duty all the time. We're having all these thoughts. We have this to do and that to do, and this is coming at us and, and that's coming at us. You know, we, we're on duty a lot. But the mind can only think of one thing at a time. So when we can slow the mind down through meditation, it helps us to relax. It helps us to go deeper in the center. And of course, there are other activities similar yoga, tai chi, qigong, even getting a good massage, you know, where, you know, someone is rubbing out some of the, the kinks and the stress and you're just being still and, and having uh, that energy shift while someone is giving you a good massage. So any or all of that can help. But to really relax, it's not just mental, it's physical and emotional. At all levels, it's about putting things down. And like anything else, the more often we do it, the better we get at it. Most of us, when it comes to relaxing, like I say, it's not something we have been trained to do in our society. So it will take some practice to get into deeper states of relaxation, but it's worth the effort. And then if you really wanna do it right, try certain times a day, perhaps when you first get up in the morning or when you get ready to go to bed at night to have a relaxation uh, ritual where there's some prayer and meditation. Oh, and I forgot one of the, the main relaxation uh, methods, breathing, deep breathing. And what you say, I breathe all the time. Yeah, but most of us breathe real shallow. We breathe a little bit out of our chest. And if we're anxious uh, or stressed, then we really use only a small part of our breathing apparatus. When we want to consciously relax, we're talking about uh, diaphragmic breathing, breathing from the whole diaphragm or the lower stomach, all the way from down here. Bring it up through the lungs, the chest. Hold it a second. 
and then let it go. Same way, stomach, ribs, chest. And we'll, you'll find that if you do that a few times, your mind will slow down and will automatically start to relax. Because the mind and the breath are like two sides of the same coin. Think about it. When you get excited, you get stressed. You, if you look around, your breathing has changed. It's usually become very shallow. It's become very shallow. So instead of the mind leading uh, the breath, we're talking about having the breath lead the mind by becoming very slow, becoming rhythmic, and calming it down. Hmm. And then, if you really want to get uh, good with it, add some affirmations to it. Some, some deep breathing with affirmations. I am confident. I am competent. I am compassionate. I am healthy. I am righteous. I am loving. Whatever you aspire to, claim it. Not as a want to be, but claim it as you are and breathe with it. And then you're engaging your mind, your body, and your emotions at the same time and calming all of them together and harmonizing them. So again, this is just real simple, just to practice some of this and do it on a regular basis, just to see if it doesn't change your level of uh, stress and tension and help you to go deeper in the periods of relaxation. Hmm. Again, the more we practice it, the better we get at it. You know, um, we, we're living in a, in a time that's very challenging for people. There is so many, many stressful uh, energies coming at all of us. You know, uh, I mean, you, Many people recommend not even looking at the news because there's so much negativity. I mean, just, just think about it. The local news folk focuses basically on who uh, killed who, where. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the first half of the local news, no matter what channel you are. Mm -hmm. That's not the only thing happening out there, but that seems to keep people's attention in a way that it works for uh, the people who profit off of putting the news out there. Mm. So we may have to choose to say what we watch, what we read, what we watch in terms of movies, because what goes in is what's going to come out and either feeds us, nurtures us, or helps to stress us out by making us more and more anxious. Another thing that we have to check in order to really learn how to relax on a consistent basis 
is negativity, particularly criticism. Criticism. We live in a society that criticism has become, how should I say, um, a mark of pseudo intelligence. Mm -hmm. Everybody, so many of us go around criticizing this one, that one, that one, and like that. We're all the time criticizing, finding out what's wrong, what doesn't fit, what's inadequate about all of these. Uh, experiences, people, and whatever. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting that we don't critically think and make some uh, some informed decisions about what we'll be participate in. But I'm saying we go overboard in this society by focusing so much on the negativity that it actually creates more stress. It gives us again a little shot of dopamine, <laughs> it, you know, it, you know, a little shot of uh, other neurotransmitters, but it becomes an addiction that raises our level of anxiety, stress, and tension. And anxiety, society-wise, is jumping off the chart. So we're looking continually looking at the glass as being half empty, and that's creating more stress. Uh, more tension for all of us, as opposed to looking at the glass as being half full, looking at it with an eye toward gratitude, appreciating what is happening rather than criticizing what isn't happening. So it's a way to live more intentionally, more intentionally. And just going back for a second to the breathing piece, if you practice it, it will get better and be more available to you. All of us, most of us have particular times when things are most challenging for us. Mine is when um, I'm driving (laughs) and uh, people are driving in so many creative ways these days by their own rules and and whatever. Um, It's easy to uh, get upset with them. It's easy to uh, be critical and to be annoyed uh, by some of their uh, creative driving. (laughs) But it doesn't help. It doesn't help me or it doesn't help them either. So, I have to remind myself, you know, to be calm, to breathe, to look deeper at that behavior if I want to understand it um, in order not to raise my stress level, in order not to become angry or uh, um, uh, more, more tense while I'm driving. And so, all of us had those more vulnerable moments or situations when we can apply some of these uh, relaxation um, techniques and strategies to those moments, then we can shift our perception and our input in those moments like that. Okay. All right, that's, that's a little bit to start with, Daryl. What do you think? <laughs> I think that today, um, and it's not even like it's a um, departure from other days, but 
today you were speaking my language. <laughs> you were speaking my language. Um, I often, you know, talk about the fact that I manage, you know, anxiety. And so relaxation is extremely um, important to me. So as you were kind of going through like your list of examples, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I mean, even right now at my desk, this is a Senate candle that is lit yes. at my desk. Okay. Even uh, we're, we're recording this 11 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and I have this candle lit. This is a vanilla pumpkin candle that I got from Target. Mm-hmm. It probably it probably cost me no more than about five or six dollars. But it's a five or six dollar investment in my relaxation. Yes. It burns nice and slow. I get a lot of um, burn out of it. And it'll be a little while before I have to replace it. Just five or six bucks. Something that simple, something that small that I keep at my desk and I light it. It lets off an, it lights off a nice, you know, vanilla scent. And it helps me to feel a little bit more relaxed just by what they call, I guess, aromatherapy. Right. Essential oils very much can help to to relax a person. Mm-hmm. And even fire, just yeah. watching the, the fire has a natural way of centering, of grounding us also that is, you know, part of our origins. Yeah, absolutely. And so something else that you mentioned was, you know, the technology and, you know, how we are, you know, so um, fixated on our, our cell phones. Well, another thing I have, if you saw me looking around, I wanted to grab a couple things. I have an old school flip phone that whenever I need to get away from my regular phone with all the fancy bells and whistles, I go back to this flip phone, you know, and it's a separate line. Only a few people have the number to it. Only my, uh, my family members have the number to it. So just in case I need to turn my regular smartphone off, mm-hmm. I have, you know, what some people call a dumb phone as a backup. So that people can get in in touch with me in case of emergency. But it it allows me to take a break from all of the notifications and all the apps and this and that, you know. So all that to say, you know, it definitely requires a bit of um, intention. You know, Um, you mentioned while you were talking, you mentioned um, breathing and how oftentimes when we're tense, we realize if we're noticing, if we're paying attention, we'll notice that our breathing changes. And I've had moments like that where I felt very anxious, very tense. And I realized that my breathing was very shallow to the point where I was barely breathing at all. My stomach was very tight, Mm. you know, so I have to be very, you know, aware of that, very conscious of that. I'm also big on journaling, you know, on um, reading, you know, reading helps as well. And so we have to be very um, intentional about what we ingest. Because, you know, all that stuff is feeding our brain. It's it's triggering our emotions. And you're right. You know, these days, criticism is at an all time high. We're at a place in in society where everyone feels the need to to have an opinion on everything Mm -hmm. because we have the ability to voice our thoughts, you know, using social media, podcasts, whatever it may be. Oftentimes people use that or take that as an opportunity to just voice all their negative thoughts. I find it very interesting that when we talk about honesty, usually when a person says, well, I'm going to be honest, they're usually about to say something negative, you know. So it's interesting how we leverage our most raw honesty to be brutal, you know. And so all of that brutality, all of that, you know, brutal honesty or opinions and criticism 
all of that has the ability to affect our mood. And so sometimes, you know, it takes a an awareness and being, you know, just um, conscious of the fact that, you know what, I'm taking in too much negativity right now. You know, I'm, I'm hearing too many people fussing right now. I, I have to get away from this. I need to turn this off. So there are times where, you know, I'm a big music fan, so I love R&B, I love hip hop, but oftentimes I'll just turn on some jazz. There are times where I'll turn on classical music because I need to get away from all the voices. Because even in music, people are telling their own stories. Sometimes I don't need to hear your story. Maybe I just need to hear, you know, some mellow, calming music that doesn't have a voice attached to it. So, I mean, I can go on on, on this topic for, for eons. But one last thing that I'll say is that, um, well, two things. The first thing is that being someone that has anxiety, I'm very aware of what my brain is doing and how it's moving too fast or it might feel too clouded or, or too crowded. And so, you know, oftentimes in order to create a space where you can relax, you first have to release a lot of that stuff that's on your mind. Mm. And I say all that to say that, you know, I started working with a, a new therapist this week um, because I realized that there was a lot going on in my brain still. And you know what? I need an opportunity, you know, at least once a week to just get that stuff out and start to process and, and, and understand and make meaning of the things that may be going through, you know, through my head. So, you know, in order to relax, sometimes we do need to, you know, offload a lot of that stuff so that we could create a space or an environment where we have the ability to relax. Because if we have too much stress going on, it makes it that much more difficult to use any of these tools to relax. So sometimes you have to, um, to let that go. And the last thing is, you know, escapism is a thing. You know, sometimes one of my favorite songs is um, Zoom by the Commodores. You know, I like to fly away from here. I was you know? yesterday. <laughs> that's me. You know, that's me. Zoom, I like to fly away. And so, you know, find a space where you can go. I have a space that I go to no more than about five, seven minutes down the road. But there's some water and I can pull my car up to the water and just sit and relax, turn the engine off, lay my seat back and just stay there for 30 minutes, an hour however long you know there's a movie called um collateral where jamie fox he plays a cab driver and one of the things he said that he does is that he had a postcard with a picture of an island on it stuck in his um sun visor so he said i go on vacation several times a day he pulls down his sun visor and it's a picture of an island so wherever you can go whether it's physically or even in your mind to escape you know from the stresses of the moment the stresses of the day it can be really beneficial, but again, it requires a lot of intention. Yes, yes. So, so that going someplace in the mind, they call it visualization. Mm -hmm. oh, when we were kids, they used to call it daydreaming. There you go. <laughs> but there you go. with intention, say, take yourself to the beach and see the sunrise and see the blue skies and the, and the blue-green water and see yourself just laying on the beach, absorbing of the energy from that time and space. Take yourself there. Because when you do that, you are taking yourself to a dip, deeper state of relaxation. Yeah. The other thing that you, you, you said that I thought was so profound relates to the emotional piece. A lot of what creates stress for us is what we receive from earlier phases of life that become embedded in us in the terms of being 
suppress or repressed emotions, emotions that are just stuck from other places. And sometimes they go back generations. Sometimes they go back, back generations. So when we can start to unpack some of that stuff, you know, through therapy or through um, writing, you know, uh, journaling, or through creative writing, creative expressions are a good way to do it because when we're being creative, we are expressing things beyond the words so often. Mm -hmm. So those are ways, some of the ways or dancing to, to get up some of those emotions that may be stuck down deep and release those, release those. M my experience is that every stage of one's development, there are things to be released, reorganized and refocused. At every stage of development, it doesn't mean what happened in the past uh, was bad. It was necessary for your development, for your education, or whatever. But to hold on to it, um, you know, uh, throughout your life is not always beneficial. So if you can learn some ways to release those, first of all, identify those emotions identify there's a whole way of thinking that says many of these major uh, disorders that are so prevalent in our society are about um, emotions that are stuck that have never been identified um, angers and resentments and, th and such that people were programmed not to identify, let alone express. So they're just sitting there percolating and they become stress on our uh, uh, organs. And over time, they become disorders or diseases. So when we can learn pro healthy processes of letting go, whether it's through walking or running or, or dancing or, or, or martial arts or yoga, or whatever, when we do that, and we do that with some consciousness, you know, some some awareness, some affirmations, and some uh, and some uh, efforts to to identify and let go of those emotions, then we not only heal, we take ourselves to places where we're more in harmony and beginning to experience higher states of consciousness throughout our systems. And that is consistent with being more relaxed. To get to higher states of consciousness at some level requires us to relax, to accept, to surrender, <laughs> to uh, acknowledge that we're um, trying to learn from and fit with a higher consciousness. So we're trying to surrender. We're, we're trying to let go, <laughs> let go and let the divine do what the divine does and um, say, thank you for that. So, so it, 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 it's, it's work. It is work, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's pleasant work. It's pleasant work to learn how to relax. Anything you, you start off doing is going to be a little uncomfortable, but 
I suggest to you that if you start with some deliberate attempts to do more of the relaxation, you're going to enjoy the candle. You're going to enjoy the walk. You're going to, you're going to enjoy the, the softer music. Just be there, be present without any judgments. Just do some deep breathing a couple times a day. Uh, just six, six to 10 deep breaths and just see where it takes you and see if it doesn't increase your capacity to relax, to be deeper, to go more uh, deeply inside of yourself and to be in harmony with who you really are. So, so folks, I hope you've taken some of this, give you some ideas of some things that you can practice at home, that you can experiment with on your own and see where it takes you. You know, you may have a creative, um, a creative venture calling you that may be different from the one that calls me or Daryl. <coughs> but I suggested you that you have one that is calling you, that is calling you. It's not about performing. It's not about showing other people. It's about you expressing yourself. So blessings, blessings of faith, courage, make some efforts, stretch out, let go of the comfortable and move toward faith, relaxation, trust in yourself. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.